1: Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide.
0: Welcome to Trauma Chat. I'm Laura Reagan, a clinical social worker, consultant, and coach, and the host of another podcast called Therapy Chat. I created Trauma Chat for you. It's for you, me, and all of us. It's for anyone who wants to learn about what trauma is and how it affects us and how to heal. Trauma Chat is brought to you by the Trauma Therapist Network, a website and community to connect people with resources to heal from traumatic experiences. Learn more and sign up for our email list at www.traumatherapist.com therapistnetwork.com. You'll receive a free gift when you sign up. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for receiving help from a licensed mental health professional. The material in this podcast may be sensitive for many people. If you are listening and the information feels overwhelming, please pause and take good care of yourself before returning to listening. Thank you. Hi, welcome back. This is Laura Reagan, your host, and today we're going to talk about dissociation. I'm going to talk about dissociation briefly. I really want this to be a shorter episode because I said that they were going to be bite sized, and some of them are going longer than I wanted them to. So, What I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you about dissociation and then I'm going to tell you where you can learn a whole bunch more about dissociation if you want to. Dissociation is something that is common in trauma. I've mentioned it a couple times already and you heard me talk about it a little bit last week when we were talking about the DSM-5 definition of post-traumatic stress disorder, or should I say the diagnosis of post-traumatic stress disorder. Two things that I mentioned in episode five as part of what's in the DSM talking about dissociation are depersonalization and derealization. And I'll just Read those again from the DSM-5, which is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, published by the American Psychiatric Association, and it's used in the U.S. to diagnose mental health disorders and for insurance to pay for that treatment. So, depersonalization is the persistent or recurrent experience of feeling detached from and as if one were an outside observer of one's mental processes or body. For example, feeling as though you were in a dream, feeling a sense of unreality of self or body, or of time moving slowly. And derealization is persistent or recurrent experiences of unreality of surroundings. For example, the world around the individual is experienced as unreal, dreamlike, distant, or distorted. And this is not due to the effects of a substance, although I will say that I think sometimes this happens to people when they use alcohol or other substances, that another part of them may kind of come forward and their usual self goes in the background. And if you've ever heard someone say, he's a different person when he drinks, or I feel like I don't even know you, those are some examples of sort of our normal self sort of receding into the background and a different part of us coming forward. Dissociation is on a spectrum. So at one end of the spectrum is being preoccupied, and at the other end of the spectrum is having another you that dresses differently, acts differently, speaks differently, and has a different name that you don't even know is there. In between, there are many shades of dissociation and the way it shows up with us. As I've mentioned in several previous episodes, dissociation is a common reaction to trauma when we can't take in what's happening, the experience overwhelms our capacity to cope. And most experiences of childhood trauma are like that. We detach from what's happening. It's a way to survive the experience. And live through the overwhelming emotions so that when the experience passes, you can then process it and get back to feeling like your normal self. But in traumatic situations, it's very common that we aren't able to process it, especially, again, in childhood if there's not a safe adult who is attuned to our feelings and understands how to comfort us. So if the parent is traumatized, uh, which is common because trauma is so common for all of us, if the parent is traumatized, they may not have the ability to see and comfort the child in that experience because they may be having their own trauma reaction when that traumatic event is going on. In terms of dissociation, I said the spectrum goes from being preoccupied to having a completely different identity that you don't even know exists. When I'm talking about dissociation, I'm not talking about dissociative identity disorder exclusively. That is one way that dissociation can show up. But all of us dissociate to some degree at times. For example, getting lost in something you're watching on TV, getting absorbed in work and not realizing that hours have gone by. When you're driving on the highway and you miss your exit and you don't even realize it until maybe you pass two or three more exits and then you're like, where am I? This doesn't look familiar. And you look around and you realize, oh my gosh, my exit was five minutes back down the road. Zoning out, not hearing things that people are saying to you because you're thinking about something else. Being shut down. Someone tells you something that's emotional and you are so overwhelmed and flooded with emotion in response to what they said that you can't think, you don't know how you feel, and you can't speak. Losing time. Losing time is when you Let's say it's Monday and you can't remember anything you did on Sunday, Saturday. The last thing you remember was the previous Wednesday, for example. That's losing time because you still existed since last Wednesday. And obviously you were going about your life. You went to work. You have groceries in the in the pantry. So, you know, you went to the grocery store, but you can't remember any of it. That's an example of dissociation that we call losing time. Flashbacks can be dissociation when you are reliving something and you don't really feel like you are as present to what's happening right now and you're more feeling like you're back there when that thing happened before. That's a form of dissociation. So dissociation is confusing because you could be talking with someone and carrying on your part of the conversation and keeping eye eye contact. And there's really no indication that they would have that you're dissociating, but in your mind, while you're carrying on that conversation with them, you're also reliving memories of things that happened years ago that were painful and traumatic for you that you were never able to integrate into who you are. And so they're just there separate from you, but coming up through your unconscious whether in your body memories or your thoughts that you're present to now. Another way that we dissociate is to be separated from our emotions. So there are a lot of people who learn to shut off their emotions, and they may think, I'm so angry or I'm so sad or I'm so scared or anxious. And that thought may show up as ruminating, obsessing, trying to plan, I don't know what to do. How's it all going to go? I have to prepare, but there's really no emotional connection. So you may say, I'm sad, but you're not crying. You may say, I'm so anxious, but you don't actually feel anxious. You're just thinking, racing thoughts that let you know that you're anxious. The disconnect between mind and body is a pretty common way that we dissociate. And again, that is very common for people who grow up learning that it's not safe to express their emotions because their parents don't like it. They get upset. They are punished. Maybe they're physically harmed when they cry or when they whine or when they even are too happy, making too much noise. So another way that dissociation sometimes shows up is people will say, I went into a dark place and it was really hard to get out. Or they'll say, I went away in my mind. And when I might ask, when you went away in your mind, where did you go? And they'll say, I don't know. So to learn more about dissociation, there are many episodes of Therapy Chat that cover this. And I'm also going to list some other resources. If you think that you may be dissociative, um, there are two books that I can recommend. One is Janina Fisher's book, Healing the Fragmented Selves of Trauma Survivors, which is for trauma survivors to read. And it's also for people who love trauma survivors or want to help trauma survivors, like helping professionals. This book explains in much more depth than I am the neuroscience behind fragmentation caused by traumatic dissociation and how to heal from it. And another book that's really good for this, The Trauma Toolkit, Healing PTSD from the Inside Out by Susan Pease-Bannett. I'll put links to both of those in the show notes. If you want to understand more about dissociative identity disorder, there is a fantastic podcast called System Speak, which is hosted by a person who has dissociative identity disorder and speaks about it and interviews experts on the topic from the perspective of her own lived experience. It's very interesting and Very informative to listen to that. I will put links to the pertinent episodes of Therapy Chat in the show notes for this episode as well. Most recently, there was a compilation episode that is the 10 most popular episodes of Therapy Chat on trauma, attachment, and dissociation. It's episode number 277. I'll post a link to that in the show notes, and that episode itself has links to each of the 10 episodes. One of those 10 is a four-part episode on dissociation and structural dissociation and parts work. So feel free to check that out. All right, that's all I've got to say for today about dissociation. I hope this has been helpful. If you like Trauma Chat, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and review. That way they will show Trauma Chat to more people. If nobody rates it, basically iTunes basically says it doesn't exist. So I'm grateful for any support that you can offer. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Trauma Chat today. I hope that you found some information that was helpful. For more information and resources, go to www.traumachatpod.com. If you've liked what you've heard so far, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and review and subscribe to the podcast for free. By rating and reviewing and subscribing, you let Apple know that you like this show and then they'll show it to more people. And I really want more people to find it because I think that trauma is a major problem in our world. And by learning what it is, we can depathologize the symptoms that trauma brings and people can get started on their path to healing. So thank you for being on this journey with me. And for more information and resources on trauma and healing from trauma, go to www.traumatherapistnetwork.com. Trauma Therapist Network is a community for therapists and a place for anyone to go to learn more about trauma and find resources and connect with help. www.traumatherapistnetwork.com. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today.
1: And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime.